Welcome to Discover a Better You podcast, formerly known as Uncommon Sense on Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Coach Christina, owner of Discover a Better You LLC, co-founder of the nonprofit Heart Centered Matters, and certified professional coach. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical advice and tough love on relationships from a Christian perspective. We'll cover everything from the law of attraction, the five love languages and boundaries, to self-love and modern dating. It means so much to me that you're taking the time out of your day to listen, to be coachable, and be encouraged. What's new with this podcast? Each month, I'll be bringing on guests from diverse backgrounds with various stories and beliefs. They will be sharing their heart as well as their passion for many types of self-improvement. Their expertise may be in health, fitness, finance, business, mindset, or relationships. But if they're on this show, I guarantee they'll be bringing you value that will improve your life as well as your relationships. I hope you all love this new dimension of the show. If these episodes are meaningful to you, please let me know by subscribing, leaving a message, a review, or sharing with a friend. I also love when you send me topic ideas that you would like included in the next episode. But whichever way you choose to participate in this group, thank you. Today, we welcome guest expert Jeremy Crawford, serial entrepreneur and author of the book, The Startup King. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Christina. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to talk to you. I came across your profile and just loved what you have to say. And also your, your book caught my eye and I wanted to ask you a little more about that. Okay, so good. Tell us. Yeah, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about the Startup King and just when when you created that, and then we'll dig into a little bit more detail of that. Well, the Startup King is a very long story, um, but you know there comes a point in time in your life where you know you kind of got to look in the mirror and um, you got to look at what is it that I'm actually really good at. You know, what is it that I've done? I've been in business now for 22 years. Um, officially as an adult, uh, I got into business and you'll read about this in the book, uh, at a very, very young age, but, um, you know, I just, I just, I just had a passion for business. So this startup King story is not like, um, you know, I've decided today that I'm going to be a startup King. This right. is something that I've spent, uh, 22 years, um, starting companies. And, uh, I guess my skill set. you know, some people are really good at finishing starting. Um, right. and so I've actually had a lot of people over the years, um, you know, kind of come at me in a way where they would say that, you know, being a startup or, or having a passion for startups or being really good in the startup phase of a company is a bad thing. And they would say, Hey, Jeremy, you know, you're really good at starting, but you're not really good at finishing. Right. And so you can look at it in a negative way, but I decided to look at it as actually, something that I'm really, really good at, right? So so that's where this whole startup king came from. It's like, man, I'm really good at starting companies. And yeah. there's a lot of people out there that want to start a business, but they don't know how to get started, right? And so having somebody like me, um, where the question is always asked to me, hey, Jeremy, um, how did you do that? Like, how did you just start that magazine? How did you just start that advertising company? How did you just build an app, right? So yeah. uh, some of those things come more natural 
um, you know, to, to, uh, to people and, and some things, um, some people are just better at, at, at finishing and some people are better at starting. So that's kind of what inspired the book. And then, and then, you know, you, you obviously read, um, well, well, did you, did, did you read the, uh, the preview edition? Yeah. So the preview edition covered, you know, very, very, uh, high level, um, you know, kind of my story, the last three, four years, what, what I've gone through in business and, and what my family's gone through. So it's been, a uh, a pretty crazy, uh, last few years for us, but, um, um, that's kind of how I, uh, you know, I was inspired to tell the story because in many ways I don't want to tell the story. Um, but you know, that's kind of a selfish thing because there's a lot of people out there that could learn, um, from some of these lessons and pay attention most importantly to the red flags, um, so that they don't have to, uh, you know, go through the pain and the suffering, um, you know, that we've had to go through. Right. And I love that you focus on your strength. And so I understand that strength of startups, the mentality at the young age of 13. So that's pretty amazing. And that is obviously something that's in your spirit, something that's inborn to be able to have that mentality at that age. Can you tell us a little bit about how, um, how that began? Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up, uh, how old are you, Christina? Are, are we allowed to share age here? <laughs> sure, absolutely. I'm 37. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're actually pretty close in age. So I, I turned 40 uh, last last March. And, um, you know, you and I grew up where we didn't have the, uh, the digital distractions that, you know, our kids have today, right? So yeah. we didn't have social media, we didn't have, you know, the gaming was very different um, back then. So we actually spent a lot of time outside, you know, playing outside, riding the bikes, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And I grew up in a really small town. Um, so where I grew up in this town in northern Alberta, it was called Mournville. It's just a small town, you know, there's not a lot to do in a small town like that. And, um, you know, I just always had the itch. Uh, I grew up, um, you know, in, in a family where we didn't have money. So if there's a lot of things that I wanted to do, uh, I consider myself to always, you know, kind of be a dreamer, a big thinker. And so there was a lot of things that I wanted to do in my life that my parents couldn't afford to do. So I had to find a way to make that happen. And so I started to, uh, to figure out, hey, man, you know, if you, know, if you want something, you got to go earn it. You got to go work for it. And so, uh, you know, at the age of uh, 13, I started to... Uh, um, to cut lawns, you know, that's, that's, that's really how I got into business. I started cutting grass and I started to realize that, Hey, I was trading my time, uh, you know, cutting this grass. And at the end of the day, when I got that job done, I got cash in my hand, I got paid for it. So that was, that was a pretty exciting thing to discover at the ripe age of uh, 13. Yeah, that's awesome. And so obviously you just talked a little bit about already what lessons about business that you learned from that point. Um, are there any other early on lessons that you learned, um, about business that you carry through and you use on a daily basis now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're living in a culture uh, right now, especially with, you know, the young entrepreneur, the young entrepreneur uh, movement, you know, it's so cool to have a startup. It's so cool to, you know, have a business. But um, one of the reasons why I started this, uh, this movement of no bull biz is because there's a lot of BS uh, out there in business. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I'm finding and you probably find this uh, as well, um, you know, doing some some influencing and, and building a brand online is that you get hit up a lot from people that have opportunities or they're trying to sell you something. And I think one of the things that, you know, comes with experience um, that comes with age and maturity uh, in business is the ability to to first start off by building 
a relationship. And I probably, I probably, you know, um, responded um, in a vetting, in a vetting uh, a way with you um, because mm-hmm. you know, when people reach out to me. I always assume that it's, you know, it's somebody in, in, you know, a Forex or, or Bitcoin right. or whatever. And, and by the way, just for the record, you don't have to join a direct sales company in order to invest in Bitcoin or, or, or currencies or anything like that. So, um, that, you know, that, like, that's kind of a big lesson. And I, I think a lot of people won't learn that um, in the early stages. It's funny, you know, they'll go to a business conference, they'll go to a, a personal development event, and they'll talk about relationship selling. They'll talk about how important it is to build a relationship, how people buy off people that, uh, you know, that they trust and that they respect. Um, but people are so quick to just hit you, hit you, hit you. And I understand, listen, there comes a point in time where you have to get through the numbers, right? You you have to sort. And um, But if you want to become really, really good in business and you're not in it for a quick a quick buck for a pump and dump, but you, you want to build something that's, you know, maybe legacy driven, legacy focused, right. is, um, is focus on building a relationship. Um, because if you build a relationship and you earn a customer or you earn uh, a business relationship through a personal relationship, you'll have that business and you'll have that relationship for a very, very long time, hopefully for a lifetime. True. Yes. Totally agree with that. And also, I mean, that person, once they realize that, hey, you're, you're in this to actually know me, to know my needs, to actually help me, they're also going to refer you to other people that they know you can help as well. This is another thing. I, 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 think, I think this is one of the biggest challenges uh, with young entrepreneurs is that they have such short-term thinking, um, such narrow vision. And um, I, I think it's important to understand that, Christina, what you said, you know, because there's there's a lot of power um, in, in in what we call tap rooting in business, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you when you build that relationship, and when somebody trusts you and they respect you, they will open doors for you, right? And and those doors that that are open for you, I mean, it can take you months um, to build uh, rapport, uh, respect, and a relationship where a really good relationship can open up a door and get you through that door. Uh, literally within minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a real quick example of that. Um, so I've been building a relationship with somebody um, down in uh, uh, down in the U.S. and uh, I look at this this individual uh, as a mentor, not just in business, but also uh, in a spiritual capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got a faith a faith a faith based background, and and um, so you know, this is somebody that I really really respect, and we've never done business, right? Right. So I've known this guy for you know, eight or nine years. And, um, you know, I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And uh, I was down in Vegas for uh, a healthcare event. Uh, I have a healthcare business and I was down there just before Christmas. And uh, we went for lunch we were catching up and I was showing him what I was doing. And he was just, he's blown away by what we're doing with one of our companies. And he said, I really want to connect you uh, with this, with this individual. And this particular individual happens to be uh, very, very, very successful uh, in business. And um, uh, he's actually a billionaire. And wow. so I was connected with that individual at the end of December, uh, which led to another meeting with that individual. Um, and, and there's some really exciting stuff now coming out of that relationship, right? Yeah. But for me to actually get to that individual, first of all, if I cold call his company and I was trying to get through, you know, a receptionist or I was trying to get through, you know, we call it, you know, the gatekeeper in business, right? Right. Um, 
I probably just never would have got that meeting, right? Because he's just too busy and he's really focused on what he's doing with his projects right now. And he's not looking to take on another project, but because of the relationship and because of the opportunity that I had to sit down with him and create the vision uh, for what we're doing with our company, um, you know, not only do we benefit from that, but he also benefits from that as well. So that's a really important thing that you said. And I think people have to really, really pay close attention um, to that because relationships will open doors quickly. Right. And you can also tell the intent too. I mean, there's people that build the relationships simply because they want the sale. And then there's people that truly want the relationship and then have the sale be a product of that, which I think that's really admirable. And I can tell that you do that in your businesses. Yeah, so true. I mean, honestly, the the best friends that I have are people that are involved in my companies. Um, you know, because very, I mean, you, you you know this, Christina. When you when you run a company or you run several companies, I have three. Um, it's it's your whole life, right? It is. It's your whole. You know, I don't just hang out. I don't I don't just you know. I'm not looking to fill my time. Um, any spare time that I get, you know, I use that to spend time with my wife. I use that to spend time with my you know my two girls. So. Um, you know, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about business and relationships in business is that, you know, they really become your best friends. And, you know, one of my business partners, I've been friends with him, uh, you know, for, for 17 years. And, um, you know, it's somebody that I really, really trust. And trust is hard. Trust is really, really hard to earn. Uh, you know, you can lose it in a second. Yep. Um, but man, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing when you can actually have a conversation with a with with a friend who understands your day to day, that understands what you're going through. Because let's face it, if you sit down and you have a conversation with somebody who's 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 not an entrepreneur, um, that's not living and breathing, you know your you know your day to day life, the conversation is just so bland. It's just so vanilla ice cream. And by the way, I don't mean any hit on anybody who loves vanilla ice cream because I do. <laughs> right. But. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, if you ever listen to conversations, you know, overhear conversations in restaurants or in the airport, you, you'll notice that, you know, the conversations are just so high level, you know, it's just so, it's so blah. Right. Yeah. And that's so true. And I, and I feel like they can, if they're your friends, of course, they're trying to listen, they're trying to understand, but really they're just, they're sitting there thinking, okay, I'm being nice, I'm being kind, trying to open an ear here, but they're really not comprehending the day, the day in and day out. And they're trying to support you as much as they can, but it only goes so far if they're not in your shoes. That's so true. It is true. I mean, even you, right. And one of the things that, you know, I asked, we, you know, we were setting up the podcast and, you know, go through some, some technical stuff. And, and I said, Christina, how are you on time? And so right away, the first thing, you know, you think about is, Hey, I got to pick up my kids, you know, at this certain time. So right. somebody who never had kids, somebody who, who's not building a family, doesn't have a family. They, they just don't understand that dynamic and they truly won't re they, they just, they just won't respect it. And they won't respect your time either. Right. People who, who, who really don't run several parts of their life, you know, they're just kind of drifting through life. They don't really understand time management. Like they don't, they don't understand and respect time. Right. And, and time is a very precious commodity. Very precious. There is. It sure is. So, and, you know, being, time being one of these things, um, you know, I feel like there's, there's so many factors that go into um, creating, you know, a successful business and, uh, time management is huge. And there's, there's also so many other, you know, trials and things that we go through to get it right in business. And I understand that there's been a lot of highs and lows um, throughout the beginning of owning your businesses. And 
um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about some of those, you know, trials and frustrations and then how it led to later on some devastating situations that um, you're blessed to have come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, we, you know, we, we live in a time where business is cool. Um, business is even sexy, right? But um, yeah. the reality is uh, it takes a lot of work, you know, and once again, it depends on what type of business you're building, but, you know, you know, if you've got this, if you've got this great vision, you know, and, and I, I really feel that, you know, all of us, if we really search deep down inside, we've got this calling inside of us to do something great. Uh, maybe it's even impossible. You know, I mean, if we sit down and we try to figure it out with a calculator and, you know, one plus one and two plus two, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But I really feel that inside of us, we've got this calling to do something great and to build something amazing. And, you know, it just takes time. And a lot of times what, what, what we don't realize in the moment that, you know, if I go all the way back to when I started my first real business, um, you know, and I, I just got married, I got married in 19, married my high school sweetheart, you know, we, you know, we hooked up and we were like 16 years old. So, um, you know, we started life young and all of a sudden, you know, I'm quitting my job and, and starting a company and my wife's like, what the flip are you doing? And so, you know, you build and you fail. And then you build and you fail. And when you fail, what you don't really truly understand in the moment is that you're gaining, you're gaining, um, you know, foundation, you're, you're gaining really solid material. And so every time that you fall down and you come back up, you actually level up, right? And you can't get to the next level until you go through um, some really, really serious pain in your life. And so one of the common denominators, and I think the only person we could eliminate um, out of this profile are people that are kind of handed, um, you know, maybe like the royal family or, or somebody who's born into a billionaire status. And, you know, dad hands off a, a company to this person, you know, raises them up to run the company. That's a different situation. But, you know, for the most part, if you look at anybody that's done something really, really great, Elon Musk, for example, Elon Musk has had a tough climb. You know, a tough, tough climb. I mean, let's yeah. face it, Tesla was bankrupt at one point and he was not, yeah. it was not looking good from the investor standpoint. Um, SpaceX, right, was blowing up $70 million rockets when they first started, right? I mean, you imagine standing outside watching 70 some million dollars blow up in your face. That sucks, that sucks right? So, but what we don't understand now <laughs> is that, you know, we're watching SpaceX put rockets yeah. up in the air you know, multiple times a month, you know, he's actually going to do a multi-stage launch this week. So they're putting rockets up almost like, you know, we're sending cars down the interstate. I mean, it's crazy. And, and, but what people don't understand is that these overnight successes are not overnight successes. This takes years and years and years. And in many cases, a lot of pain. So the lessons that I learned coming out of 2015, and remember when I went into 2015, and was launching my, you know, my, uh, my shoppable tagging app. Um, you know, it was such an exciting time, but all of those years being in advertising and marketing, building relationships with brands, having conversations about loyalty, the cost of acquisition, the cost of keeping, you know, a customer, all of that knowledge and all of that understanding went into what we built with that company. But I had another lesson to learn. And that lesson that I had to learn was an, an entirely new lesson on, investor relations, right? And so now there's this whole other conversation that I have, you know, when people are looking at starting up a company, 
you know, uh, I don't coach a lot right now because I don't have time. So I'm very picky in terms of who I work with. But, you know, I had a young man come to me the other day and said, Jeremy, I really want to build a business. Would you recommend me going to, um, to school for four years and getting a business degree? And you know what I said to him? I said, no, I don't recommend it. I think it's a waste of money. And, uh, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. knocking education in this podcast, okay? Because there are people right. that need to go to school. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer. You want, you, you know, you, you, you want to do something like that. You got to go. You got to get educated and you got to get that foundation. But in business, think about the world that we live in today. You can literally jump on YouTube today and learn how to do anything. The only reason why you, you won't have success in business is because you're too lazy or you won't take Absolutely. action. Yeah. So you think about that, Christina. Four years of being in school, going after a business degree, which, by the way, you're probably getting taught by somebody who's never owned a company, never signed paychecks, right? Think about the experience you could get. So I said, look, hire a business coach. Very true. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, get a couple of really good mentors around you, right? Read, read you know, a yes. book a week, right? And then go to work and, and think about it. If he works his ass yeah. off today, his ass off today with all the resources that we have, the guy could be a millionaire in four years. What happens when he comes out of university in four years with a business degree? He's got what, a hundred thousand dollar debt. So I think it's absolutely idiotic. And I said, you know what, man, honestly, this is what For I would sure. do. It's in my opinion. Yeah. Don't take it as fact, but that's what I would do. And uh, <laughs> it is. But it's also based on fact. So it is. I, I think maybe that was a little bit when of Gary Vee coming out of me. You know, uh, it's, it is. Yeah, right. like, uh, like he does. But Gary Vee's right. He says, look, at, at the end of the day, get to work. Get to work. Right. And there's magic when you're in the trenches and you're working. Right. Right. You know, you're building these relationships. You know, one meeting leads to another meeting, to another meeting, to another meeting. Magic happens when you're actually taking action. It, it really is true. Big time. Big time. Right. Action gives you leverage for more action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, definitely. Thank you for that. And, and I do agree. I think that, you know, there's so many people out there that are, are going the standard route or actually I shouldn't say standard, the standard that was, you know, and, uh, and continue to to go that route and then wonder, okay, now how do I get a job now? How do I, how do I, get up to speed with new business ideas, how then they're still going to go after hiring a business coach, which they could have done from day one. And they're doing all these things totally. secondary yeah. when they could have totally. started right, you know, from the get go with all of those things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as far as um, your story and your background, um, what leads you to inspire others like with your story? Your well, I mean, story, um, your you know, going through what I went through in 2015, losing my company, um, you know, it's a very long story, but you know, the reader's digest version is, you know, we had a family friend, uh, come into a lot of money. Uh, he won the lottery in Canada and, and, uh, ended up becoming a, a silent partner, uh, in a tech startup that I had at the time. And so, you know, it was, it, it was an exciting time. It was an exciting time. We were able to, you know, one of the biggest things that, that holds back businesses is not having the financial resources to build and build quickly. So we were able to take, um, you know, an idea um, from basically a prototype and have it fully coded and launched within six months. That included buying an office building, renovating it and going from zero to about 14 employees. So, I mean, you know, you look back and you go that, that that's crazy. I mean, I remember when we sat down and we talked with um, the engineering team and the development team that was going to, you know, help us put this app together. 
And they, they flat out told me, Jeremy, this is impossible, man. Like we, like, we can't do this in six months. So we have to do it in six months. We have to do it in six months. Got to come out before Christmas. And so our target was to release the app November 1st. Uh-huh. Well, we did it. We did it happen. We did the impossible. And, you know, you sit back and you look at all of that. That's and, and you go, you know, what, what am I supposed to do now? Right. You know, I, I mean, I got taken out by this family friend and, um, you know, it was a bogus lawsuit. And there was a lot of pain, um, you know, that went around that. I mean, I literally spent a year in bed. I, I, I never understood depression until that year. You know, you, you would hear people talk about mental health issues or, or being depressed, but you didn't understand it. You know, you don't understand it until you actually go through it and, and, and you experience something like this. And so for me, I really felt like I really felt like that was the end of the road for me. I mean, you know, to, to the point of, you know, settling the lawsuit in August of 2016. And then, you know, just a couple of short months later, um, deciding to walk down to the high level bridge in Edmonton and, and jump and take my life because I, I just really didn't believe that I could come back from a hit like that. Yeah. You know, like we're definitely living in a time now where, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but people are because of the internet and social media, um, people are, are now guilty unless they can prove their innocence. And, you know, it's sad. It's, it's, it's disgusting because you've got people literally that are losing their careers and, you know, down the road, um, the facts come out, the evidence come out and, and um, you know, justice Kavanaugh is a great example uh, what, what he went through and um, you know, where's, where's the accountability? Um, why, why is there, why is there no penalty um, for these people that, you know, are, are hurting people legitimately. And so in business, I tell people all the time, you know, take your time, pay attention to the red flags. Character is everything. And if they have bad character in small things, even if they're joking, you know, I always say social conversation when you're vetting a potential investor or partner is the best. Put that person into a social atmosphere. Um, if they drink, let them have a couple of drinks. Let's see. Let's see how they how they respond to criticism. Let's see how they respond to the heat. And um, and if people start joking around about stuff that should never be joked around about, you got to pay attention to that. Don't don't brush that off. That's a red flag. And trust me, you know you might you might have um, a temporary benefit today. Maybe financially. Maybe you're going to get that investment deal. Whatever. But if it's not meant to be, that's going to fall apart in the end anyways. And so you're just wasting a lot of time and you're going to put yourself through a lot of pain for no reason. Right. It's not worth, worth forcing it. You know, when, when, when the character is on the line, it's not worth it. I mean, you, you really think about it, Christina, you know, from, from my perspective alone, right? We had, you know, a small group of investors. We really didn't have a lot of investors, but, you know, my dad's friend invested. Well, we had this falling out, created this, this lawsuit came out take from us um you, you know he he launched this lawsuit two weeks after uh, we had launched the application the actual mobile app the actual technology so it makes no sense to take a startup out and so yes i got personal right it, yeah. it was it, it was it was a personal attack um you know i i'm not going to have it my way then that i'm taking you out you know if, you know if it can't be done my way then then nobody's going to get this and so i got hurt but you know what's really unfortunate all the other investors they also got hurt because we had no control over it yeah. i mean it was just taken away from us right and then so that's that's the really sad thing so there were red flags 
100%. The very first couple of days that I had met this individual, there were red flags just on what he had said and there were issues with his character. And I should have walked away. I should have walked away. And I didn't. And what did it end up costing me? It cost me everything. Right. Yeah. But at the time, it's like, you know, you see this glimmer of hope and you see the possibilities and you see, you know, what this opportunity could have brought. And then instead you get this devastating blow. That's a breach of trust. Really sad, you know, that that had to happen that way. But, um, you know, unfortunately that it consistently with so many different people. And so you're right. It's very important to watch those red flags. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what the, the biggest, the biggest takeaway from, from, from something like that, and you really have to learn from these lessons. Otherwise they're, they're obviously a waste. Um, but one of the biggest things is, you know, I'm so careful now um, who I do business with, you know, and, and that's just, that's just the bottom line. I spend so much time up front um, you know, vetting and, and really getting to know somebody, um, before we, before we walk down the aisle, right. Because business is very much like a marriage, you know, and, and everybody gets excited in the beginning, you know, it's, it's, you know, the adrenaline's, the adrenaline's flowing and, you know, the butterflies and, you know, everybody's having a great time and everybody loves you until they don't get their way. And then it's just like, pff, I'm out. And if I'm leaving, I'm taking you out too. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's sad. And it, what's really sad is when it happens um, with, with somebody that we really, it was a, a friend, you know, minded or had, um, you know, a similar faith, um, faith background. So, you know, these, these things are challenging, but you have to pay attention to the red flags. I can't say it enough. You have to pay attention because people will let you know up front what they're made of. They will. Yeah, that's true. If you look hard enough, you can see their intent. But sometimes we don't. We like and you know give them a benefit of the doubt, but that's not in our favor. It's just not. It's true. Yeah. So and definitely, I mean, from hearing everything you have to say, like you know, I can definitely hear your why in this all because you do want to do better. You want to show, you know, show people what's possible really. And also, you know, warn people about knowing character. That's huge. But can you tell us a little bit more about your, your why story and um, kind of carry that over into how it carries over into every part of your life? Absolutely. So, you know what, Christina, I, I really feel that, you know, after, after what I went through with this, you know, with this particular experience, it was, um, it was a decision that I had to make. I really had two choices. You know, choice number one is, you know, become a victim for the rest of my life. Um, lean on my mental health challenges, um, you know, for the rest of my life. Uh, maybe become addicted to alcohol, um, you know, just become depressed and just really, really take advantage of the system that will support me as a victim, right? Um, so right. I had every reason to just check out and, um, and just become you know, a statistic, right? Um, but then I had another decision and the other decision was come back, come back better, um, come back bigger, come back stronger. And not just for me, but my family was counting on me. My daughters were counting on me. My wife was counting on me to do that, to make that move, to be a warrior, to man up, to come back and fight hard. You know, if you go back in time and you study 
some of the great characters, uh, even in the history of, you know, the Bible. These were warriors. These were people that not only fought to take territory, but then to protect their territory. And it's just like business. There's acquisition, but then there's also, you know, keeping that business and maintaining that business and servicing that business. So life is no different. So when I made that decision, which was option number two, was to come back. Um, the very first thing I had to do was I had to focus on my health and I had to focus on my mental health. I, I, I had to start focusing on getting, getting mentally, mentally fit um, again. I mean, here we are now almost five years out from, you know, when all this got shut down. We've had to have multiple restraining orders on this individual, you know, for harassing my family, harassing my kids. Um, wow. And, you know, I'm still I'm still dealing with harassment and bullying online. And and, you know, when I talk to my business coach about this, Christina, he says, Jeremy, you need to get loud. You need to get loud. You need to produce content. You need you need to get video out there. You, you need to go out and focus on what you've experienced, tell your story and help other people because you know what? Yeah, there's all this BS, you know, out there. But if people get a chance to actually get to know you and you give them an opportunity to get up close and personal um, and experience the transparency behind um, building a business, um, then that kind of trumps everything, right, at the end of the day. And so, you know, I, I made that decision last year. And I got to tell you, it's not easy. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to write the book was I got a story to tell. A lot of people could save themselves from a lot of pain, a lot of suffering by reading that book, by reading that story. But most importantly, send the elevator back down for the next guy. You know, like, you know, if you if you have an aha moment in your life, if you have an awakening, if you go through something and it, and it really helps you and, and you're able to come back stronger, you'll be, you're, you know, you're able to come back better. Um, you know, send the elevator back down for the next guy, you know, help the next guy get to that, get to that level. And so I feel like, I guess one of the passions for me right now is mental health. We've got a very serious problem in this world right now with depression and anxiety and just overall mental health and mental health management. And so I'm passionate about it because I've experienced it. I've lived it. And it's a daily battle for me um, to be able to get in my lane, stay in my lane, stay motivated, work hard and fight through all the BS and um, so, you know, what is what is the purpose? What What is the purpose of living, Christina, if it's all take and it's all me and it's all I. Right. It, life is about helping other people. That's what this is about. And so I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. If we're going to do something, if we're going to go build a business, if we're going to work on something. Let's work on something that's going to have residual effect that's going to help people and impact people's lives. Yeah. And, and I really love that you, you dive deep into all the, all the things that can happen, you know, whether it be positive or negative with building a business, because I think so many people, as you mentioned before, they see the tip of the iceberg, they see all the success stories. And, you know, a lot of people are giving advice from that vantage point once they've already made it and they don't go deep into all the struggles and all the trials and, you know, people that don't maybe believe in you and people that are cutting you down and trying to shortchange you and things like that. So I love that you not only go into that, but also go through all the things that happen along the way and then how you use those as fuel to get, get yourself to where you are now. And so they can see it's possible to not only start the business, but go through all the, you know, idiosyncrasies and all of the challenges that 
entrepreneurship has and then come through and then reach out a hand and say, listen, I, I have made it now, but I went through all of these things. I battled these things after it almost killed you, you know, then at that point you're, you're back and then you're reaching out a hand to help other people. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, you know, life, life, I mean, you need to have purpose in life, right? Um, and, you know, it's funny, everybody gets excited about the cars and the houses and, you know, the dreams and the goals and, the, and that's good. Yeah. Um, and, and I've experienced that in my life too, but um, there has to be more. And so when you have purpose, um, when you know that, you know, your, your story is actually, uh, I mean, you think about some of the, some of the people that have been maybe the most influential uh, in your life, Christina, or, you know, some of the stories that, that you've read that may have contributed to, to you doing what you're doing today. Um, you know, it takes stories and it takes other people, other human beings to inspire us and encourage us to make that leap, to make that jump, if you will, um, into really what we're, what we're called to do. And, and so, you know, most people in the world will settle, right? Because it's easier to settle. It's easier to, you know, collect a paycheck and show up and, 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 you know, not, not have the pressure that you have when you're going out to build something great. Um, and that's fine. You know, everybody has their own calling. Everybody is on their mission. But I can tell you one thing right now that when you have purpose, when, you know, Christina, you could probably help me with this, but there's that saying, two birthdates in your life. You have one when you're born and then you have another one when you actually realize why you were born, why you were created, why you were put on this planet. And um, that kind of happened for me last year, the truth. Yeah. It's a power, it's a powerful moment. You're, you know, you're 37, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I turned 40 last year. And as I was creeping up to, you know, my birthday, I, I was just doing a lot of reflection. I was, I was really trying to, to really focus in on, you know, what's, what's this next part of my life going to look like? You know, I mean, I'm blessed to live to 80. That means I've lived half, half my life. And so, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, we take, we take these days, we take these weeks, these months, these years for granted. And all of a sudden you're looking, you're looking at, man, if I'm blessed to live another 40 years, uh, you know, I'm, I'm half, you know, you really start to sit back and go, Hey, wait a minute here. Like, what am I actually doing this for? And you had asked me, you know, to really zoom in on, on my why. And, you know, like, there's obvious, obvious parts to my why. Of course, I want my wife and my kids to, to have the life um, that I feel that they, that they deserve. And, and I want to rebuild that quality of living, that quality of life um, for them and give them the best that they can have. Um, but there has to be something that really triggers the deepest part of your soul. Um, and when you find that, when you have that awakening, um, and getting up in the morning and building and going into meetings, it, it's a totally different thing. It's a, it's a totally different deal. Yeah, it is. And then when your story can, can produce a catalyst for change for somebody else, that's when you know it's so powerful too, you know? Right. It's like that, my story is touching other people's lives and it's, it's encouraging them to, to pursue their story and, you know, finish their story the way it's meant to be. And that's amazing. 100%, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. 
Well, I know you say, um, you know, you frequently reference to life is a gift and just how you described it is, is beautiful. So, and life truly is a gift and, and you're using that gift for yourself and you're also sharing it with others and, you know, inspiring your family, inspiring the people that you tell your story to. And that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. And I know you're going to continue to inspire so many people um, because you're raw and honest and you're telling, you know, people what they need to hear from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint. And that's so important to have that authenticity where so many times people are just, you know, throwing around shiny objects and, you know, they're not really teaching people what they need to expect and what they need to learn before jumping into business. So I really appreciate all of that. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's, uh, it's been great to be here, uh, Christina. And, um, um, you know, I guess, uh, I guess the best thing that we could possibly do is uh, just keep passing the baton, right? Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I would love for you to just tell people where they can follow you and continue, you know, watching your journey and being inspired by everything you have to say and taking all those things into consideration when they're, you know, in their own life with their own business. Sure. That's awesome. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Um, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at the Jericroft. That's my personal. So that's T-H-E-J-E-R-C-R-A-W. My name is Jeremy Crawford. So Jericroft comes from, it's been a nickname of mine since I was a teenager. So the Jericraw, and then same thing on Facebook. Um, if you search Jericraw, you'll you'll find me there as well. And then um, you know, basically, where you know where I like to hang out um, in terms of just kind of you know, and I don't do a lot of hanging out, but it would be our No Bulbiz. Um, you know, we you can go to nobulbiz.com. Uh, we're going to be adding all kinds of really cool stuff to our website uh, this year, uh, which will include some some really good resources kind of surrounding the whole startup king. Um, it really is a movement that. Um, that I want to start because it's uh, let's face it the startup culture is big um, and uh, we've got a lot of people out there that have really great um, startup stories and uh, that can really help people I, I've been getting involved with a lot of startup communities um, speaking at startup events um, you know and and it gives me an opportunity to meet other great founders and CEOs uh, of companies and what's really cool is we've all got the same story right we, we've all gone uh, our, our crazy battles. And uh, so that's kind of the best way to, uh, uh, you know, to connect with me. Um, I've got three companies. Uh, so we've got uh, AppKit Labs. We're, uh, we're a full service digital agency. So we do everything from branding, you know, mobile app development, uh, custom software development, websites, uh, video production, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, it's been my passion since I was a kid, um, digital video production, stuff like that. So I get to live out the creative side of me there. Um, and then I also have a healthcare company uh, in the United States. Uh, we're focused on bringing pricing transparency to the healthcare uh, world. As you know, Christina, healthcare is a mess in the United States. There's still a lot yes, it is. <laughs> uh, in and around the, the healthcare industry and healthcare insurance and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so what we've done is uh, we built the first Airbnb Uber uh, type platform for healthcare, uh, which really helps people that don't have insurance or can't afford uh, their deductibles. So we've got a really Really cool stuff. We've got yeah, health uh, support for families for under 60 bucks a year, unlimited family members. Wow. Um, about 70% of all your primary care 
uh, medical needs can be handled through a telehealth call. So telehealth is, is great. It's also very, very convenient, right? And uh, yeah, we've also got Health Pass, uh, which is coming into play uh, with our company, and that's uh, unlimited um, general uh, medical services for 100 bucks a month. So if you need to see a doctor, unlimited appointments, uh, unlimited um, you know, examinations, uh, IV, uh, basic diagnostic services, stuff like that. So it's cheaper than having insurance. It's really, really exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting because I know a lot of people struggling right now just to maintain their health care. So that's amazing. Big time, big time. Oh, and the third, the third, third company, I'm really excited about this one. We've got a, uh, a hemp uh, medical cannabis uh, growing and manufacturing company uh, in the U.S. I've got uh, a partner in Asia and I've got uh, two partners. Really excited uh, about just helping people um, through uh, through growing and, and processing and manufacturing the uh, the highest quality products um, uh, in the United States and distributing those products around the world. So really really excited about that. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's amazing, and, and especially the healthcare one that just speaks to me because I, I hear that so often. You know, how am I going to afford my healthcare? How am I going to do this? How am I, you know? So that's. All three of those businesses are, are going to help so many people. Yeah, totally. Right on. Yeah. Cool, Christina. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. And um, I'm sure our, both of our audiences appreciate everything that you brought to the table today. And we continue to follow you and, um, and look to you for inspiration with business and also personal growth. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again, Christina. All the best. Bless you. Bless you and your family. Same right. to you. Well. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, please leave a review and a comment. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Tune in again next week for another episode of Discover a Better You podcast.